With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, living the dream on a fabulous Saturday. It is Hartman and Rhodes with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, Carrie, it's great to be here. We need to uh, we need to bring everything down to earth here on the Fox Sports Radio Network after uh, Jason McIntyre went completely off the rails. I mean, completely off the rails with his unabashed love of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, you know I love Jason. He's the smartest guy in sports, but I think he's been etherized. I think he's he's buying into the sudden hype from Rob Palenka, uh-huh. the general manager of the Lakers, who after they failed to get Anthony Davis, now is trying to compare the Lakers to the New England Patriots in the fact that New England had some you know problems early in the year, ended up winning a championship also, uh, Mascala and Bullock, the two guys yep. who will be making their debut tomorrow for the Lakers when they uh, take on the Sixers. Uh, Palenka is comparing them to Julian Edelman, the Super Bowl most valuable player. So, you know, when we talk about sanity, it seems to have completely escaped Lakers management into the reality of where this franchise is right now. Well, they laid they laid an egg so, so hard trying to... Uh, go after the Anthony Davis trade and putting those guys, all the young guys on their roster, pretty much up for sale for this one guy that was going to come in and make this team, you know, a little better this year. But not, I mean, it wasn't going to change anything this year, right? So to put those guys out there and to put them in a situation where they're being so exposed and being mocked and made a a mockery on social media and all these things now, 
he has to say something to gain their trust back and 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 say something that's going to give those guys some confidence moving forward. So I can see it, but it's definitely idiotic to say. By the way, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying their uh, incredible victory against the Celtics, and indeed it was. It was. was a sign that they could come back. I remind you again, in the game that LeBron James got injured on Christmas Day, they were on the road against the Golden State Warriors, and you remember how that game finished where after LeBron went down, they just blew the Warriors out of the building? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, they'll be fine. <laughs> and then reality set in. Yeah, um, Reality is going to set in starting tomorrow for the Lakers. By the way, I am going to the game. My uh, my younger son, who will be 21 at the end of May, Garrett, uh, he is an absolute NBA diehard. He knows 100 times more about the NBA than I do. He plays all the games. He yeah. literally knows every single player in the league. Right. You know, like I did as a kid, but he knows it all. <laughs> so every year he and I go to a Laker game and I dig deep into my pocket because you know me, I'm not going to go to a Laker game and sit in the cheap seats, right? I mean, I'm going to be floor level somewhere. So I <sighs> All right. spent a lot of money for tickets for the game coming up against the Houston Rockets on February 21st, that Thursday night. In Big- fact, <laughs> I'm even taking the day off that day. Like I... I'm going to be all in on that day. We're going to be underneath the basket, like five rows up. I can't wait to see this game out wow, there. Great seats, great dad. I mean, he's going to love you for that one. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, believe me, I can show you the, the the credit card on that one. Anyway, so but I'm looking forward to it. You know, just to sort of see the whole atmosphere because this will be the Lakers' first game back. You know, they play at Philly, they have at Atlanta, and yeah. then they're going to have this game against the Rockets. And I'm just sort of curious to the whole reception and everything else that's going to be going on at Staples Center. Well, you know what's funny? I, I, I'm around a lot of Laker fans now. And uh, actually, my, my barber, he's uh, like a diehard Laker fan. And he's, he's on the Kobe train. He's been on the Kobe train, which they mostly all are, right? Right. And they were like, they weren't that receptive of LeBron coming in the first place. And once he gets here and you see him play, like he's LeBron. So you're going you're gonna to be okay with that, right? Right. But after the stuff that he did with all the trying to get rid of the players and you know and everybody like fans are smart fans now they're aware they know that he has a lot of in, like intel and he says a lot of things that he says are going to go right for that organization so they think that he's the one that's trying to mortgage this whole team and they weren't happy about it. Well, and, and by the way, to show you how this all worked out, so what what made it even a more interesting dynamic is that it was New Orleans Pelicans right. and the Los Angeles Lakers. Gee, the last time we saw a hookup between New Orleans and L.A., that was that NFC Championship game mm-hmm. where the Saints fans are still screaming that they got <laughs> screwed out of an appearance What's in the uh, Super Bowl. What Super Bowl? Yeah, we'll get to that yeah, a little yeah. bit later on because we have to put a bow on that. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, this Rich Paul, this agent for LeBron, apparently feels like I, I don't have to go by any rules. I can just openly talk about, you know, uh, my my client, Anthony Davis, he wants out of New Orleans. I can openly say that I want him to be playing with the Lakers and he's ultimately got to play for anyone else. And meanwhile, you know, Demps is over there with the Pelicans is like, screw this. I ain't going to cater you. In fact, I am going to let the Lakers twist in the lid. How do all these um, Laker offers get out in the uh, in the media? Who exactly. leaked all that? You know who leaked all that? The Pelicans. Pelicans did. For sure. Absolutely. So they're laughing. They say, can you believe this? They have offered us Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, a number one pick, and they're willing to take Solomon Hill for cap relief. 
And then, then they said, oh, well, now they've thrown on Zubots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've thrown on Josh Hart. I mean, another number one. This all came from the New Orleans camp. It's it's phenomenal, man. I, I like. How could you mortgage your whole roster? Like these are all these guys are really talented players too. Like they're obviously they're not where they should be yet, but they're losers right now. They are Kerry. right. They are Losing right now. They are right now. Team. But I I actually. I have faith in some of these guys that they're trying to get really? rid of. Really? I have do. faith in Lonzo Ball that no, he's going to be a star? absolutely not. You think Kyle Kuzma, who doesn't play a lick of defense, is going to be uh, what, what? what is he, Kyle he, Kuzma? He, a guy that shoots 20 times he's a game. A, he's a scorer. He's a scorer. And okay. that's somebody that you can have on, on a team with LeBron and okay. AD, right? I is, see that. is he a championship player? Kyle Kuzma. It depends in the right situation. All right. What do you get with Brandon Ingram? Ingram is the guy that I wouldn't get rid of out, and, of, out of all of them. Okay. And why is that? Ingram can handle the ball. He's... Six eight. That's all. Six eight. Six nine. He can handle the ball. Plays stick'em defense. You saw that against Kyrie Irving the last game they played. Everyone was making a big deal about that. And, yes. he, and he's a playmaker. So even if his shot's not going, he can do things that can help a team win. So he's the one guy that I wouldn't give it up. All right. Now earlier, Gavin with Jason said that all of these guys, Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo Ball, will be multiple year All Stars. Oh no. Multiple year all star, all three of them. You, he asked you over under one and a half years an all star. You go yes, yes, yes. Lonzo, I, in my defense, no, 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 Lonzo no, no, no. is the one that I was hesitant. Okay, why didn't you say that, to Chase? I said I was screaming I, I, in your defense, Gavin. Come on now. Hey, he's better than LeBron, according to LeVar Ball. <laughs> All right, by the way, save that LeVar sound. We're going to get some of that. I am so happy LeVar Ball is back and talking again. That's I mean, fun. he is he is on rarefied air. All right, so we're going to get into a little bit on this. I I, I don't want to overplay it because they have turned the page. Now, yeah. last night, the Pelicans played against the Timberwolves at home. Uh, apparently, the Pelicans were threatening to sit Anthony Davis for the rest of the year until the NBA said, you do that, $100,000 a game is what we're going to do, penalize you. So they said, all right, we'll throw it out there. And do we have the audio of the so-called booze from last night? Do we have any of that audio from last night with the Pelicans? Yeah. T-Wills, see if you can because, you know, Jeff Van Gunny was talking about the booze. I heard the audio. Honestly, it I didn't hear you know you can hear boos. I mean you you know when somebody's really being booed. Right. And you get it wasn't that. It, it sounded like just a bunch of people trying to get to their seats. Yeah. All right. I, listen to this and tell me if this is actually like all boos of Anthony Davis in New Orleans. John, I've never been involved in a situation at a home game where the home team star is booed by half the crowd and cheered by the other half. Well, when he catches it, I think it's a universal boo. And then when he scores a bucket, then it's a cheer. But, I mean, I've never seen the likes of it. It's <laughs> it's the oddest thing you will, you will see. <laughs> I, I, I'm listening to this. I'm like, I know when I'm hearing boos in an arena. You right. could hear it, right? When, when LeBron looked, came back to Cleveland after going to Miami, yeah. those were boos. Boos! Yeah. I mean, you can hear when a when an arena is booing somebody. Yeah, these it, these weren't emphatic boos. Nah. These were scattered boos of please stay. It right. was one of those things. It was like we have to we have to do this cuz it's the right thing to do to show our organization and our team that we're behind them, but Come on, come on back, AD. We'll 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 take you. We'll take you back. Well, that that think, kind of boo. Think about this as far as the Pelicans are concerned and the future of Anthony Davis. Remember, he still has one more year under contract after this season. Right. 
So everyone keeps talking about July 1st now and how the Celtics might put together a package, you know, once the draft lottery's all done and we know who's got what picks and everything else in the right. draft. And then, you know, we've had the Clippers clear all this cap space out. They get rid of their best player this year, Tobias Harris, to clear up even more cap space. The Lakers are only going to be able to offer what they got now. Nothing's going to change for the Lakers between now and July 1st. So, but if you're New Orleans, you could get to July 1st, and if you don't see anything you like, you're like, the heck with it, man. He's just going to stay with us another year. Another year. This is this is the problem I have with Adam Silver. I, I like a lot of what he does as a progressive yeah. commissioner, but when you give the players all of the control, Mm-hmm. where they can just openly talk about, I want out of here, trade me now, and everything else. You've lost control of your league, and you're putting certain franchises, especially in the secondary markets, in big jeopardy. That is not good for your league. You're, you're When you say it that way, you're 100% correct, but I do believe that the players do need a say-so. I don't know how, I don't know how you regulate it. I don't know what the... What the formula is, but I think it's safe to say, like what happened to Harrison Barnes the other day was, it, it was that was pretty bad. Yeah, to get traded during the game, like this guy played three quarters of the game. I'm a Dallas fan, so I'm watching the game. The game's pretty close. Fourth quarter, I'm like, why isn't Harrison Barnes in the game? Then all of a sudden, I check Instagram. I'm like, he's been traded during yeah. the game. That's bad. All right, all right, okay. Now we have the actual audio yeah. at the beginning of the game of uh, last night, the Pelicans and the T Wolves. And listen for the boos. I mean, is this a universal boo? Let's hear it. That that is not a boo. What is that? That's you know when you hear a boo. <laughs> That wasn't a boo. That's a New Orleans boo. There's not a lot of fans there. <laughs> well, that was part of it. It's just guys, get, people getting in their seat. You know a boo. Oh, and Van Gundy. Oh, that was just outrageous with the boos. What are you talking about? What boos? I mean, maybe there's like a person's like boo. There's a person in the stadium. It's not the Superdome, man. <laughs> All right. So that was way overplayed. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hey, we're a week removed from the Super Bowl. And I know we got a lot of NBA to talk about. We're even going to be talking about a new professional football league that's debuting today. But what of Super Bowl 53? What the heck happened to the lowest rated Super Bowl in a decade? We'll tell you coming up next. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin, Kerry Rhodes with you on this big Saturday. Got a lot of college basketball going on right now. and only a month away from a little March Madness. So we got uh, college hoops going on. Of course, a lot of NBA news. But, Kerry, we haven't spoken since the Super Bowl was played. Yep. Um, this was one of the most shocking Super Bowls in a negative sense <laughs> that we've ever seen. Uh, it was a disaster. It was unwatchable. Uh, it was a game that, you know, we were all making our predictions. By the way, I don't want to actually toot my own horn, but I will. Um, I did pick... <laughs> I did pick New England by 10. Of course, I had them 34-24 instead of 13-3. Right. Um, but as I had said all along, can you actually picture Tom Brady walking off the field a loser in consecutive years of the Super Bowl? It did not happen. But, Kara, I got to ask you. I mean, you're a defensive guy. Right. 13-3, the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. And you had a Rams team that could do nothing offensively. My theory is that Sean McVay was intimidated mm. by the presence of Bill, Bill Belichick on the other side of the field. He didn't try anything. He didn't try any fake punts. He didn't do anything. There's no injury to Todd Gurley, by the way. He's not hurt. <laughs> he just didn't get the ball. Right. So, what did you make of the Super Bowl? You know what? I, I actually left, I mean, v- very impressed, obviously. I mean, it was a defensive masterpiece by New England. I mean, everything that worked for the Rams all year, all the play action, all the misdirection, everything was covered. Like, it was 
all the crosses they like to do behind the line, like right in front of the line, off the play action, they would have their outside rushers chip them one. And if a guy who was covering them from behind was beat, they would have that offensive line, I mean, that defensive line guy, that defensive end guy, take that shallow guy because he's so, he's so shallow that they're usually open because he's so shallow, but they were able to clean, like, latch on to those guys from those outside guys. It was like, it was it was amazing. To All me. right, but let me ask amazing. you this. Yeah. All right, we saw New England shut out the Chiefs in the first half. Right. They didn't shut them out in the second half. Right. Andy Reid finally figured it out, right. and they got that offense rolling at the end of the game. How come the Rams couldn't do anything? I mean, I, you would have thought after the first half. All right, you're down three nothing. Obviously, it's anyone's game. You don't right. have to abandon anything. You can still run the way. You do can still thing. do anything yeah. you want to do. Yeah. He's got Goff throwing the ball thirty eight times. You got Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. There was nothing wrong. Gurley said, look, he had 10 carries for 35 yards. He had a 14-yard run callback because of a penalty. C.J. Anderson, what the hell happened here? I mean, you talk about a guy whose stock plummeted. That was one of the worst coaching jobs in Super Bowl history. Yeah, Sean McVay definitely got outcoached, and I think the he actually – no, thank He came out and said it. He said, I got outcoached – and he said, it's all on me. And it, it really was. I mean, they made no adjustments in the second half to, to – I mean, Goff was struggling early on. And so he didn't make it easier for him in the second half. It was just like, we're just going to do what we do. And what that the game plan they came in with offensively just didn't work. And then you got Wade Phillips got his job done. We talked about oh, we the X that, factor we that, was gonna that Wade Phillips, yes. he wasn't going to be intimidated by no. anything New England. No one knows Tom Brady better than Wade Phillips. They shut him down. They shut him down. They shut him down. Yeah. By the way – can we stop with the can we can we stop with a, a certain wide receiver Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame that's killing me right now okay here's that's killing me the, the day after the Super Bowl there's Edelman <laughs> and Tom Brady down at Disney World and they're waving and Julian Edelman's waving and said can you believe this I got caught for cheating suspended four games and I'm the Super Bowl MVP right and Tom Brady goes you know what? I've been suspended for cheating as well. Cheaters. <laughs> cheaters. That's what we are. Cheaters. And then all of a sudden we got this Julian Edelman. He should be in the Hall of that, Fame. That is laughable to me. I saw that. I actually went on a Twitter. Twitter. Like I was irate. I was like, where is this coming from? This guy, yes, he's second in postseason reception because New England's always there. Right. They have, multi- they have so many chances to catch. I mean, so many games to get those catches in. Regular season numbers, he only has 2,000-yard receipt. Why was he the Super years? Bowl MVP? Let me ask you this. All right, so he had 10 catches, 140 yards. Right. The, the, the defense was the name of the game, and yet not a single New England defensive player even got a vote yeah. for Super Bowl MVP. What was the story of the game? Is the fact that the right. New England Patriots shut down the number 1 offense of the Rams and not one of their defensive players? Who are these people voting for Super Bowl MVP? I have no idea. I have no idea. But, yeah, Stephon Gilmore was 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 – Lights out for New England. I, I mean, I thought he should have got it. And by the least. way, when Seattle blew out Denver, remember that? Malcolm Smith, MVP. Yeah. When Denver blew out Carolina, Vaughn Miller. It's not like defensive players haven't been MVPs. Right. Who, who, I don't even understand who are these people that are put in a position to decide Super Bowl MVP. How do you give it to an offensive player 
in the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> Does that make any sense at all? None. No, none at all. So, you know, yeah, all I kept thinking about when I saw Edelman and they were with Mickey Mouse. Right. And they're waving like, we cheat, we cheat. Both of us have been suspended. Four games for cheating. <laughs> Edelman was suspended this year. This year. Four games for cheating. Who started the Hall of Fame stuff for him? Do you know? I, I don't know. Well, guess what? Alex Marvez, who's on the Hall of Fame committee, oh. is going to be joining us at the nice. bottom of the hour. So nice. we'll find out from Marvez a little bit more. Look, it was a disaster. The ratings were a disaster. There was no spin on this. People are completely fatigued with New England. As far as the Rams are concerned, you know who the big winner was? The Chargers. The Rams were such a disgrace in this game in L.A., you know, we talk about there's a hardcore Ram base, not denying that, right? But you start getting old bandwagon action. Right. That's that's what the Super Bowl was about. Bandwagon in L.A. Suddenly people are like, wow, we got an L.A. team in the Super Bowl for the first time in 35 years. Right. Those bandwagon fans, bye-bye after that game. They're I mean, still- they were just like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they're undecided now. LA, the L.A. Chargers have a chance now, well, Gavin. L- let me ask you this. Okay, <laughs> I, I got a Ram man. Yep. And John Ramos, and I got Gavin, the Charger guy. All right, so let's say you've got a 12-year-old kid, because that's your marketing right now in L.A. You're new to L.A., and you're, you've got a 12-year-old kid who has an interest in football, and you're trying to sell being a Ram fan versus a Charger fan, because that's what's happening right now, right? right. That 12-, 13-year-old kid, he's going to make up his mind right now, I'm an L.A. kid, I'm going to be a Ram fan, or I'm going to be a Charger fan. All right, so Gavin, give me an argument for that 13-year-old kid why he should be a Charger fan rather than a Ram fan. <laughs> I mean, that's it's hard because there's a lot of misery ahead of him. I don't want to put that kid through that. All right, but, yes. but look, I mean, it's... Why should I, why should I, as a 13-year-old kid, choose the Chargers as my team over the Rams? Okay, I, that I, pretty yeah, much I'm, says I'm just... everything. <laughs> All right, uh, how about you, John? Ramos? John, what do you have? John? Why would why would I why would this thirteen year old kid be a Ram fan instead of a Charger fan? Well, the Rams are youthful. They got Jared Goff. They got a lot of young Robert Woods, an LA kid. They are in the heart of Los Angeles, and uh, I think that they and they're they're LA team. All right, they well, were here no. before. Oh right, yeah, well, they, a lot the, of thirteen year old Chargers kid, too. That's why thirteen year old kid doesn't care about they were yeah. here before. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to Gavin. Now that you've heard the Ram argument, do you have fuel but for your th- Charger that, argument? His argument was why I didn't say anything because it's all the same stuff. Outside of the quarterback, everyone's youthful on the Chargers. They're young, great defense, great offense. Okay, you know, I better defense on the Chargers. Ultimately, this is what it's going to come down to. Not our generation, or you know, we're like three generations. That's correct. It's going to be it's the youth in L.A. Right. That's going to ultimately decide which is going to be the L.A. team. Had the Rams won the Super Bowl, to me, they would have shut the door. Yeah. But they didn't. They left the door wide open after that disgraceful Super Bowl performance. All right, we're going to have Alex Marvez on the other side, but let's find out which. Trending right now. Now, Brian, he is a uh, a de facto Charger fan, right, Brian? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm from San Diego, and I'll tell you what is not trending in Los Angeles: the Chargers. Speaking of trending, yeah. Well, they're not trending right now, but that could change. That could change if they could win the big game, which, mm-hmm. as Gavin knows, you know, Steve. Yeah, we've been following this team for so many years, and they just can't win the big game. Okay, well, don't tell that to a 13-year-old. <laughs> okay. They don't need to hear any of the past history. Just tell them this is day one, all right? That's this, how you sell. They got it. Yeah, exactly. 
A frenzy of college basketball games in progress in the top 25. Fifth-ranked Kentucky up 2017 midway through the first half against Mississippi State. P.J. Washington, eight early points. Seventh-ranked Michigan with a 35-31 edge over 19th-ranked Wisconsin. Under 15 minutes to play in that one. Number eight, North Carolina trailing Miami, 55-52, less than 10 minutes to go. Chris Likes with the Hurricanes has 16 points. Clemson, upset alert here, 41, 11th-ranked Virginia Tech, 40, halfway through the second half. And number 13, Kansas, 59, Oklahoma State, 51, midway through the second half. The Athletic is reporting the Grizzlies are bringing back Chandler Parsons after the All-Star break. The team needs all the help they can get, of course, after trading away Marcus Saul, but Grizzlies and Parsons camp could not come to a consensus on a trade before the deadline. Parsons has been in L.A., though, the last month, getting his body in shape after he declined to go to the Grizzlies G League team. It's well stated all of his injury woes throughout his career. He's got... One year left on a four-year, $94.4 million mm. deal. He turned down requests from Chris Wallace, the GM of the Grizzlies, to go to the G League twice. And now that the Grizzlies are struggling, they need bodies. And why not get Parsons, who's been working out in L.A., working on his tan the last month? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with Kerry Rhodes and Steve Hartman in a moment. But first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Kerry Rhodes and Steve Hartman, it's all yours. All right, Brian, thanks so much. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Steve Hartman, Kerry Rhodes here. And joining us right now, a guy that we called about an hour ago to tell him to take the day off. No, 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 we, we haven't, we haven't, on this show, we haven't even wrapped up what we just saw from the past NFL season. He is our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider the world-famous Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez! Is back with us. So, yeah, Alex, I mean, we, have, we haven't even spoken, the two of us, since, you know, we, we wrapped up the Super Bowl. So now that you've had a week to digest exactly what went down in Super Bowl 53, what were your thoughts? Uh, the coaching, <laughs> which yeah. is remarkable to me. Just uh, listen, and, and talking to some folks around the league about it, they're pretty stunned about Sean McVay getting unveiled a little, you know, Oof. or... I, I, you know, keep uh, raked over the coals like this. The inability for him to adjust was was just stunning to a lot of folks. The fact that he had no counterpunch to what it was that the New England Patriots were doing, the fact that he had two weeks to game plan and came up with nothing original, nothing that kept the Patriots on their heels. I mean, listen, they've assembled a very talented roster there, but for the first time that we've really seen, Sean, we saw a little bit of it against Chicago early on in the mm-hmm. season in December when the Rams' offense had no answer, but this was the 11th most prolific scoring offense in NFL history and they they just had nothing I mean absolutely nothing against the New England Patriots and on the flip side listen Wade Phillips did a magnificent job he only gave up 13 points but I'll tell you this when Josh McDaniels did something very original 22 personnel which means two fullback two running backs including a fullback and two tight ends and then went empty backfield 
That that was the key sequence of the game. That is when the Patriots scored their only touchdown. Mm -hmm. The Rams were sort of betwixt and befuddled as to how to handle that type of situation. And what it did was it put Rob Gronkowski in man coverage, took advantage of it. Gronk still has enough speed to get past the Rams linebackers. Sony Michelle punches the football in. That's all that the uh, Patriots needed to capture a sixth Lombardi trophy. Yeah, they actually ran that. And out of that formation, they ran the same play three times in a row. Uh, And it's crazy. It's, it's 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 all about formations. But... Uh, yeah, going back to the coaching, though, I mean, obviously we were all surprised that Sean, Sean laid an egg the way he did, but it was a lot of talk in uh, in those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl about him being, like, enamored with Bill Belichick and, and, and having this, like, fake friendship thing that kind of was the story for the two weeks. I mean, what was that? What was that about? Well, I mean, I think he respects him, you yeah. know, and I think Sean was always kissing the ring, so to speak. And look, I mean, they have a good relationship. I mean, Bill has relations with a lot of folks around the NFL, and a lot of them are kept really quiet, right? You know, sometimes you won't even know that Bill's friends with someone until someone else says something, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He, he's stealth, okay? Yeah. That is part of the reason for his NFL success. You know, I, and you just have to wonder, too, is this a situation where there just isn't a veteran offensive coach on that staff that could maybe say, hey, listen, Sean, this isn't working and we need to do something a little different. I'll tell you another mistake I thought was the, and you didn't see it played out in terms of false start penalties, but where you did see it laid out was sometimes the Rams were really slow to get a playoff, and I think that the crowd noise was affecting him. And all week long, Sean McVay, at the end, he never practiced with crowd noise, and he said, well, it can't get any louder than New Orleans, and if it does, we're in trouble. Well, I do think it contributed a little bit to the problems that the Rams were having on the offensive side of the football because they could never really get into great pacing uh, simply because the Patriots fans were so loud. An incredible takeover by folks, New England supporters, taking over that city. And again, it showed just how few people, unfortunately for the Rams, really have enough passion about them that they took the trip to Atlanta to watch them play in the Super Bowl. It's amazing because uh, I work for an L.A. TV station, and we had four reporters there, you know, an entertainment guy, a couple sports guys. They were in Atlanta a whole week, and they made it sound like L.A. had taken over Atlanta. <laughs> and that, of course, was proven wrong uh, once we actually saw the game and saw it was overwhelmingly Patriot fans. Uh, I do want to talk about the Raiders situation right now, Alex. Um, the clock is ticking. Uh, eventually, originally, they were supposed to have a decision made on where they're going to play by the end of January. That deadline is coming gone. Now their lease is up February 13th with the Oakland Coliseum. After all this hullabaloo, do you expect them to actually play at the Oakland Coliseum for their final year in Oakland? I do. It just seems to make the most sense. Why have to be second fiddle to the San Francisco 49ers in their home stadium? It doesn't, you know, what what benefits are you getting from this? You're the second choice when it comes to dates. You know, you're not really welcome there. It's just sort of a, it's just not a good situation, you know. And, and why are you, you know, the 49ers, I mean, they're going to have to sort of go along with it if that's the path that the Raiders choose. But they don't want the Raiders there either. They haven't wanted them ever since uh, Al Davis snubbed Jed York and trying to work together on a, on a joint stadium situation. The, the best thing that George, Jed York has done during his tenure, he's done two great things. Number one, he had it right with Jed, with Jim Harbaugh for a while, but number two, and, and more importantly, actually long-lasting-wise, he did an incredible job getting the stadium built, and, and he did a better job than the Raiders, who obviously are now going to be leaving, so I think they've got to go back hat in hand to the Oakland Alameda Coliseum folks, the same folks who are suing them <laughs> for breach of contract, sign this deal, just just tough it out, 
play in that lousy facility for one more year, and then you're off to Las Vegas. And I hate to say it, but I think Raiders fans realize this too. This is a throwaway season. This year's already been decided before the first the first snap has been taken, before the first free agent has come, before the first draft pick. They're they're looking at 2020. This is going to be a transition year. Saying goodbye to some folks in the organization who know that they're not going to be making the trip with them. Players who know they're not going to be making the trip with them. I mean, this is all about the future of the Oakland Raiders, and it's a future that's not going to include a lot of folks that are currently under that roof that is located in Oakland. Well, I know we just crowned uh, the Super Bowl champion last week, but, you know, it's always it's never too early to talk about next year and who, who will be the favorites moving until next year. Uh, uh, from your experience and your time around the game, who would you say going into next year are the favorites from the NFC and AFC? Let's just get to it right now. Let's cut to the chase, Alex. Well, of course, it's the Patriots in the AFC, right? I mean, until proven otherwise. I, I just, I, I'm really, I, I just, I, do you trust the Kansas City Chiefs? If they couldn't get it done this year, playing at home in negative 16 degrees, when would they ever do it? Right? I, I just, I just don't, don't trust that team. By the way, look at the AFC East. They're still going to be lousy, right? I mean, the Jets are going to be terrible. The Bills are mediocre, and the Dolphins are in rebuilding mode. So you've, I mean, you may as well slot New England in already for at least a number two seed and getting that bye week again. You know, and moving right. forward, so I don't see anyone that's competitive there. You know, NFC East to me still, or the NFC rather, is still wide open. It really is. I expect a bounce back here from the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz as their quarterback. You know, I expect the Vikings, it's put up or shut up time, but I really think Gary Kubiak is going to do wonders for Kirk Cousins, putting in an offense that he's familiar with, that he has succeeded in before. Remember, he was the one who began operating it better than Robert Griffin to get that starting job in the first place, back when Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator. NFC South is going to be tough. I still think the Saints are really competitive. And yeah, the Rams, you know, listen, now it's trying to come back from that humiliation defeat. I give the Patriots credit. We always forget, you know, that team that loses in the Super Bowl, how they fail to make it back to next year. Let's give the Patriots credit. They put that game behind them where a lot of teams couldn't. The one that they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles and made it all the way back and won a Lombardi trophy. How how close is Seattle to being back to being a power? How much will Jimmy Garoppolo make a difference for San Francisco? I mean, it's just an intriguing conference where there's no true front runner to me right now who's going to take it all. All right, this is a two-part question, and Kerry and I were talking about this earlier, Alex. All right, so you look back at Super Bowls that have been dominated by a defense. You see Super Bowl MVPs that were defensive guys. Malcolm Smith, the Seattle domination of Denver. Von Miller uh, with the Denver Broncos. Ray Lewis with the Ravens. Richard Dent with the Bears. Dexter Jackson uh, with uh, Tampa Bay. Jake Scott back in the day in the previously lowest-scoring Super Bowl MVP. And not a single Patriot defender got a vote for Super Bowl MVP. You give it to an offensive player in the lowest-scoring Super Bowl of all time. Who the heck's doing this voting? <laughs> oh, no, I, I understand why this happened. And let's not forget Chuck Howley, by the way, Super Bowl 5. Absolutely. Only, play, only player on a losing team to ever win Super Bowl MVP. Here's the thing. We just, you know, Stephon Gilmore had that great interception at the end. Right. But there was just never that one game-changing defensive play. Yeah, but this is where you have to go the next mile. Van Oy had no, a great game. There were a no, lot of guys. No. How's Julian Edelman? How's an <laughs> offensive player, the MVP of the lowest, especially a cheater who got suspended <laughs> for four games? That's the second part of my question. This yes. delusionary, sudden Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame, where the hell is this coming from? 
Oh, well, that's just silly talk. That's exactly. by people who have no idea how the Hall of Fame process works. Right. And, and they don't even realize that Julian Edelman has two 1,000-yard career seasons. That's what I, said I mean, look, he's been fantastic <laughs> in the playoffs. He's, he's a great go-to target for Tom Brady. But all that's silly. I think it raises a bigger question. If you get a PED suspension during the regular season, yeah. you know, you're banned from the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, so why wouldn't you be banned from winning Super Bowl MVP as well? I mean, mm-hmm. let's really put some teeth into how it is if you fail a PED test, you shouldn't be, you know, allowed to catch the, the, one of the greatest rewards that you can get in Super Bowl history that same season. Maybe, you know, if it causes one player to decide not to take PEDs, you know, just because of the, the thought of it, I, I'm all for it because I'm just all for an equal playing field in the NFL and not forcing guys to try to take performance-enhancing drugs that can cause permanent damage just because they feel they have to keep up with their peers. I agree with you. I mean, you know, the day after the Super Bowl, you're talking about this where, you know, he and Tom Brady are sitting there with Mickey Mouse waving to the crowd, and everyone's like, look at me, man, Super Bowl MVP, and I got caught cheating. I was suspended four games. Brady goes, me too. I got suspended four games for cheating. Cheaters. Cheaters. By the way, <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's, that's, that's still... That's how our culture works, though, right? I right. mean, now it's just win. Nobody even cares how you do it. Just win. Wow. It used to be that this stuff was frowned upon, you know, that, that, you would, that there was a shame to doing things that were against the rules and cheating the game and cheating your peers and things like that. Now, nobody cares. All right. Uh, Alex, uh, we will now retire you briefly, just briefly, because next week we're going to break down the Alliance of American Football once they get their first game under their belt. We know you're all over that. Do I have to watch this? Uh, sh- Alex, sh- Alex, play nice. All right, there it is oh. right there. Uh, <laughs> Alex, you're the best. Thanks so much. And thank you, gentlemen. Thank uh, you. That's uh, Alex Marvez, our uh, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. All right, Kerry, speaking of the Alliance of American Football, today is their debut day, and it really has nothing to do with the players, but it has a lot to do with the way they're going to play the game. Is this going to be a sneak peek into the future of the NFL? We'll explain coming up next. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Yeah, the power. Steve Harbin, Kerry Rhodes here on this Saturday. Today's the day I know no one's been... Really excited about it's the debut of the Alliance of American Football. Of course, I'm in San Diego all week, and the the weird thing about this new league is you're you're, you're talking Super Bowl nonstop. Everyone is, and then all of, I mean we knew it was coming, but then all of a sudden it's like oh that's right it's debuting the first week after the Super Bowl. Um, we're not going to even pretend to know anything about rosters. I mean, some big name coaches, Mike Martz, Steve Spurrier, Mike Singletary, some recognizable names, but it's all about the rules. I mean, I wouldn't say anyone's excited about this league, but at at the very least curious about this league because, Kerry, what this league really is going to be is a minor league for the NFL to evaluate some talent that may have slipped through the cracks, right? but also an experimental league for new rules changes. Let me give an example. We could literally do the entire show on all the different rules. I'm not going to do that. However... (laughs) Let's see if you like some of the right off the bat, Sky Judge. That's right. The Alliance of American Football will employ a Sky Judge, not on the field, to evaluate whether or not a penalty was wrongly called or should have been called. This in the aftermath of the debacle of the NFC Championship game. Right. This league will actually have somebody in the booth watching every single play 
And if they think the officials blew a call, a penalty, or missed a call, he can correct it from the booth. So he's going to be a governing body at the game. At the game. At the game. Do you like that? I don't know because that it's still it's still a judgment. It's still his judgment there. So I mean, it's you have an extra guy there, but I mean, it's it's, it's going to be come down to judgment calls, and it still could be uh, not 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 such a good thing. All right. So normally, when we say you know a game's coming up, we'll say kickoff is at so and so. There is no kickoff in this league. The only time the ball ever hits somebody's foot is on a punt. There is no kickoff. You have a coin toss. You get the ball at the twenty-five yard line. Mm. So there's no kickoffs. There's no kicked extra points. Two-point conversions after every single touchdown. How about this? Onside kick. You say, what about an onside kick? (laughs) Well, there is no onside kick, but you can have an onside kick without the kick. Here's how it works. You announce that we are going to, let's say, after a team has scored, let's say you're late in the game, and you would have a normal onside kick situation. They'll put the ball down on your own 28-yard line, and you have one play to get 12 yards. So you got one play to get from the 28 to the 40-yard line. If you do, you retain the ball. If you don't, you turn the ball over at that point to the other team. Ooh, what do you think of that? I like that. All right, so you've eliminated <laughs> kicks outside of punts. I like that. All right. Also, 35-second play clock instead of 40 seconds. Also, these games will only be two and a half hours. No TV timeouts. These games are going to be moving. Defensively, no more than five players may rush on passing plays. No defensive player may rush from a position of more than two yards outside the widest offensive lineman. A illegal defense penalty is 15 yards. How about this? Overtime. You get line the ball up. It's the uh, high school rules. You get the ball on the ten yard line, and you have a chance to score in four plays to get down there. Two rounds of overtime, and then it's in a tie. I'm telling. There are so many <laughs> things to be talked about in such a little amount of time. We'll get more to that later. We're in right here. The Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What's next for the NBA? Rolling on on this big Saturday, it is Hartman and Rhodes coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I was racing through some of those rules that they have in that Alliance of American Football before the top of the hour, and then during the break, I'm, I'm rolling out even more rules. I mean, it, it, there's just an avalanche of rules in this new league that debuts today that the NFL is curious about. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on because there are some other ones that we didn't even get to. Um, So like I said, it's not that I'm excited for the league, but I I said all week long I'm curious just to see how this game is going to be played and if some of the rules that they are going to introduce to this Alliance of American Football, which, by the way, They've got, uh, you know, uh, Mike Pereira is involved in this league. Dean Blandino's involved. The NFL's involved. you got Bill Polian's in this league, Heinz right. Ward. Yep. So this is definitely an NFL extension uh, of this Alliance of American Football. No question about that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a I guess it's going to be like a forum league. They're going to try a lot of uh, different unique things uh, mm-hmm. that the NFL may be interested in uh, bringing into their game. So it'll be fun to see. I mean, uh, these guys are, are definitely – not playing this game just to play this game. They're trying to audition and get to the next level. So they are going to play hard. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we don't know how good they'll be, but yeah. we know 
These guys are playing hard because ultimately they want to get that big prize at the end. Right. All right, NBA is certainly the focus right now after a trade deadline that came and went. You know, we talked about what didn't get done. But what did get done is that the Eastern Conference got a lot more interesting. Yes, it did. When you got Marcus Saul, suddenly a Toronto Raptor. When you have Tobias Harris joining that all-star lineup now for the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, right. the Bucks right now still have the best record in the NBA. And then, oh, that's right, the Boston Celtics in the mix as well. Yeah. Suddenly, the Eastern Conference for all these years, just sort of like the you know the B League, and LeBron's just going to find a way. Eight straight years, obviously, his team ends up in the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's going to be a new look. Can we say, Kerry, that maybe the East is drawn even or close to where the Western Conference is? The East top five is better than the West top five right now. Yep, I don't think it's. I don't think from top to bottom it is yet, but the top five in the East. It's 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 better than the West right now, and, I, and it's been so many years since we've been able to say that. And I'm uh, I'm actually happy. I'm I'm happy that some of those guys are moving to the East and making the East uh, a more formidable opponent. Yeah, you know, we were talking about you know how the whole playoff dynamic is going to work, and then and and then you have this. I mean, for, let's talk. Let's take the Toronto Raptors right now and the future of Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Now, everyone is assuming Kawhi just bought a home down in the San Diego area. Remember, he played his <laughs> college ball at San Diego State. Yeah. So a lot of people are surmising that Kawhi Leonard is going to be a Clipper. Yeah. The Clippers with the traded Tobias Harris, which, by the way, if you're a Clipper fan, I mean, right now their clips are hanging on to that eight spot, and you just got rid of our best player. Yes. But what did they do? They added two premium first-round picks yeah. as marketing you know, or, or trade tools for the future. And they have $57 million clear in cap space right now. I mean, they are bracing themselves for not one, but two major free agents. But if you're Kawhi Leonard, and and I know him a little bit from the periphery going back to his college days. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is a basketball player. He's not a guy that seeks the spotlight by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, how many Kawhi Leonard interviews do you hear? How many Kawhi Leonard commercials have you seen? That's not who Kawhi Leonard is. The idea of being in a major market is of little concern. Right. But if Marcus Gasol turns out to be the missing piece and Toronto gets all the way to the NBA Finals, isn't it conceivable that Kawhi Leonard may say, you know what, ain't so bad here in Toronto? I think it's safe to say that that's, that's a real option. I mean, obviously we didn't see Paul George spurned in the Lakers and stand in OKC. So that's definitely a viable option, right? I think winning cures a lot of things in the NBA. I mean, obviously, we want, we, those guys want to get paid as well, but he will get paid. And if well, you're he gets winning, paid more by Toronto e- than exactly. anywhere else. Exactly. So if, if I mean, like I said, like people like, like, like money, but people like to win as well. I mean, obviously, you see AD, he doesn't, he has money, but he wants to win, right? People want to win. So if he's in a situation where they have success and they're close and, he feels he feels happy there. He can stay for sure. Absolutely. Same thing with Jimmy Butler in Philadelphia. A lot of these potential free agents. See, this is what happened with Paul George. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. You know we're not bad in OKC, and I can make more money staying. Chris Paul in Houston. I can make more money staying. So whether it's under the guise that hey, I want to be on a winner, really money talks. Right. And the bottom line is, once you're on a team. They're in a position to give you more money than you can get anywhere else. Yeah. So, the, but the Clippers situation is interesting. 
And then we get back to the whole dynamic of the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Lakers are in a real predicament right now. And and one of the reasons that Polink and Magic Johnson were so anxious to give up everything to get Anthony Davis is they think they're going to get skunked in the offseason in a free agent. They got turned down by Paul George. Mm-hmm. They really had nothing to do with LeBron James. LeBron James makes his own decisions. Right. He, I've, I've still maintained LeBron, once he won that championship in Cleveland, he had already made up his mind he was going to L.A. Done. They had nothing to do with LeBron, believe me. Right. That, that was 100% LeBron and his agent Rich Paul deciding for marketing purposes, putting on that Laker uniform for even the next step of life after basketball. Absolutely. We have to have that Laker uniform on, and as we've seen, ever since LeBron became a Laker, TV show, everything yeah. is, yeah. you know, all his future has already been laid out. Yeah, it wasn't the recruiting efforts of Magic Johnson and Rob Blank. No. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's it's about his legacy and about what he wants to do after the game. I mean, he's, he's already started, he's already big in the entertainment world, and that's really what he came out here for. I mean, and also, though, I mean, obviously the Lakers' purple and gold is, it's, one of the best things you can put on as a player, as an athlete. So that, from that standpoint as well. Right, from a marketing standpoint. Exactly. So, And that's that's what LeBron is. He's a businessman, right. you know, oh, and very sure. much a businessman. So that was all calculated. But I think the Lakers are freaking out right now. Kawhi Leonard, not happening. Yeah. Klay uh, Thompson? Well, uh, l- let me ask you this. Yeah. If I were Klay Thompson... And Kawhi Leonard decided to hook on with the Clippers. Who would I rather hook my wagon to? A Kawhi Leonard, who at the same time that I'm in my prime of my career, he's in the prime of his career. Yeah. Or am I going to latch myself to the end of LeBron's run? What What makes more sense if you were a Clay Thompson, if indeed you're even contemplating leaving Golden State? Very hard question. Obviously, you you want the, the the guy that's in his prime, the guy that's pretty much on the same level as you are in the Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, I mean, you got think about the now and a couple of years down the line. Yes, you you guys will be really good together. But obviously, the attraction to playing with LeBron it's, it seems like it's dimming now. A lot of guys are like Kevin Durant stated early in the year. It's it's a it's a toxic situation, and everybody laughed and was and and actually frowned upon what he said at the time. And now with the stuff that's happening before the trade deadline, they're like. Oh, I guess those comments weren't that bad, you know. So it's uh, it's one of those things where his his image is being uh, tarnished a little bit as far as guys wanting to play with him and be in that be in that circus that he, that in in that world that's called LeBron's world because it's his world. Well, it's his world, yeah. it, and the Lakers used to think it was their world, right? You know, the Lakers could do whatever they wanted to do. We need Will Chamberlain, we got Will Chamberlain. We need Kareem, we got Kareem. We need Shaq, we get Shaq. The Lakers basically always got everybody they wanted, always. Not happening anymore. The Dwight Howard fiasco. When he had openly said, I have no interest in playing for the Lakers. I covered a lot of Lakers games during that season. I was uh, doing a lot of TV work, being at the games a lot. (laughs) You talk about a toxic situation. I remember standing next to Dwight Howard in the locker room after a Laker loss. And everybody was flocking to Kobe's locker, obviously. And he was not up. You know, he was upset, like Kobe always is. But I stayed around Dwight. I just wanted to get his reaction, right? I said, what, what do you make of that, man? He goes, look, I want to win as much as anyone, but, you know, you know, I mean, 
can't, can't win every game. Right. You know, and, and you could see Kobe. You remember when the Lakers actually tried to have that sit down with Dwight Howard to keep him in L.A.? And Kobe was in on that meeting. You know why Kobe showed up? To make sure he wasn't going to stay a Laker. He wasn't there to recruit Dwight Howard. He was there to make sure he left. How crazy was that situation? I mean, I heard we hear, was, we hear the rumors, but like it how- was crazy. Remember, that was the super team they had assembled Steve that year. Nash and, Steve Nash, yeah. Dwight Howard with Meta World Peace, Pau Gasol, and Kobe Bryant, 82 and 0. <laughs> and from the get-go, remember they had Mike Brown as the coach. They couldn't win a game in the preseason. Dr. Buss on his deathbed. Right. Basically saying, bring in Mike D'Antoni. He knows how to coach. Steve Nash, he made him an MVP in Phoenix. I mean, the whole thing was just an absolute fiasco. Then they got rid of Palgas. They got rid of everybody. And then, you know, with the Lakers, five straight losing seasons. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're sitting at one game over 500 with LeBron James. But this is the problem. Once you open the door to allow LeBron James into your franchise, he's running the show. This is why this whole trade deal was put down on the table, right? This was all his agent. I want my two major clients together in Laker uniforms. But he tipped his hand. It's ridiculous. What are you going to do if you're Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, Jeannie? But you, you, you've handed the reins to LeBron James. And right. by the way, the clock is ticking. It's ticking. And you, you, you got this guy for four years. And obviously, you want to win again. So you're at, you're at his mercy. Like whatever he's he's every situation every situation he's gone to gone to it's been the same result. He goes there, he tries to clear house, he tries to clear the coaches. Like every coach besides Eric Spoelstra has been terminated. Like, yeah, that's because Pat Riley. And put that's his because foot down. Pat Riley. Yeah. yeah, but that was that was a younger LeBron. Yeah. Let me ask you this: If you say, <laughs> "Well, this is a four-year plan," all right. Well, we yeah. see how year one's going right now. LeBron's missed more games this year than any year of his career. Right. If you're thinking a four-year plan, do you think LeBron's going to be top level three years from now? No. He's already logged over 55,000 minutes in the NBA. Right. Do you honestly think if this is a four-year plan that somehow LeBron's going to be at the top of his game still in three more years? He can't, and that's why the signing of AD is, was, would have been so big for those guys because it would be his team. Well, that was the whole point. Exactly. I think Palenka and Randy Johnson understand this. This is not a four-year plan. This is like a two-year plan. Right. Absolutely. I agree. A two-year plan. <laughs> we we had this year, which, uh, you know, Palenka's trying to say, well, we're, we're like the New England Patriots. There was all this kind of, you know, ruckus going on. But, you know, see, okay, rest a little bit. Okay, Rob. Uh, you, you, first of all, you got to make it into the playoffs. And doing a little math right now, the, the, the Lakers have 27 games left. Mm-hmm. They're 28 and 27. Realistically, in the Western Conference, you're probably going to have to win 45 games to get in. That's 17 and 10 the rest of the way. Is that doable? It's doable with a healthy LeBron. We know what happens if LeBron goes out. So, I mean, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs this year, that is just a disaster. (laughs) A disaster. You bring in LeBron James, you don't make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anybody would have foreseen that happening, but yeah. uh, it's a real possibility now. And they're uh, they're going to be scratching because that West is going to. I mean, everybody's fighting for positions, jockeying for positions. So the game's going to be tough. All right. Speaking of Laker problems, guess who woke up? Lavar Ball's back. Oh man, <laughs> big baller brand. He's baby. been quiet all year long. No longer 
more outrageous comments from the always outrageous LeVar Ball coming up next. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harmon, Kerry Rhodes. Yeah, Steve. Come on, Steve. John Ramos playing the tunes. Hey. Hey. Or as Jason McIntyre <laughs> first to John, the new guy. John. Oh, it's good to be new, Steve. <laughs> Remember when we were new back in the day, John? I sure do. Yeah, Wide-eyed John Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> long time ago. Long time ago. All right. Um, again, the, the thing about the, the Los Angeles Lakers, even if you hate the Lakers, like there, there's no middle ground with the Lakers. Either you're a Laker fan or you hate the Lakers. And this is what happens when you win all these championships that they've won over the years. And the fact that... The Lakers have had this air of superiority over other teams in the NFL. Like, we can pretty much do what we want to do. I, I go back to the days of them making, getting Wilt, getting Kareem, getting Shaq, getting all the big guys they needed yeah. with their homegrown products like Jerry West and Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant. 
So now the Lakers are at this crossroads. And the day that LeBron James came, suddenly the mouth of LeVar, LeVar Ball was silenced. I mean, we have not heard a peep out of LeVar Ball all season long. Nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. Until now. <laughs> Until now. So before we hear this sound, <clears throat> I have a theory. Yep. As usual, Kerry. <laughs> about nothing just happens by chance. There's no divine. There's no, there's no divine intervention. Right. So why <laughs> is it that all of a sudden now we're hearing from LeVar Ball again, being critical of everything Lakers? My theory is, is that he got a green light, not from the Laker organization, because they're not running the Lakers anymore. <laughs> the LeBron camp's running the Lakers now. Criticism of Luke Walton, Mm -hmm. go for it. Uh, Criticism of Magic Johnson, go for it. This is what happens when you hand the keys to the biggest star in the league, LeBron James. You're no longer in charge. So I think LeBron's camp feels like LeVar is so over the top, but he'll get coverage. Give me an example. All right, so he was on Undisputed on FS1. Listen to this minute rant on a variety of things coming from the mouth of LeVar Ball. Are you saying Lonzo better than LeBron? <laughs> yes. We close at age. We got a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. But then, and then you ruined it by talking about Lonzo is better than LeBron. You know that's not true. You know that. Why? What you mean, why? 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 Because LeBron been in the league for 15 years? I mean, how do, you, how do you judge LeBron being better than my son? I ain't going to say nobody better than my son. It's okay if it's the truth. But if my son can play, which I know what I put We're into it, he can't as play. far as shooting and passing and playing and running, LeBron hurt. He getting old. He getting old. LeVar. He getting old. LeVar. I tell you this, he can't go Alonzo on that fast break. LeVar. Can't move that fast. The guy shooting 23% from the he free throw line. shoot 10%. 40% from the free throw line. How can he be better than the GOAT? You talking about percentages shooting on free throws? Okay. Don't tell me about no free throws. Okay, what about he been in the league for a long time. What was LeBron shooting from the free throw line? Like I can tell you what. He been in the league a long time he to never, not be able to make no free throws. He, he shot 40%. All right, so that was Shannon Sharp there going <laughs> after uh, an unwavering LeVar Ball. He right. got more LeVar Ball. All right, so he's he's telling everybody that his son is better than LeBron. I, I found it pretty unbelievable, of course, the whole free throw thing, considering in two years Lonzo Ball's hitting 42% of his free throws and he's being critical of LeBron's misses. <laughs> All right, so the next guy he went after was Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Let's hear this one. Talking and stuff like that. He's just a face. I don't think his say-so is like his say-so. Really? I know it's not because he told me some things that I thought that should have been done that's that's nothing. Well, then you know, who is in charge? No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's in charge. That's why the system is, is crumbling down for, I don't know what's going on over there. Is Jeannie in he, charge? Jeannie Boss? Hey, she, she just said some stuff that she said. She's the one who told uh, Magic to, to get Lonzo. So, hey, who going to say that? If she said that, she's throwing him under the bus. Like, you ain't the one. You, if, if Magic wanted Fox, why you didn't get Fox? Unless somebody above you said, hey, you don't get Fox. I think I like this guy a little better. Then what are you doing? There it is. All right. So, Magic, just a face. Just a face. Just a face. Yep. Then he had a theory on one NBA team that's about to strike it rich. 
Ready? I'm not in that one hit or quitter thing. I'm thinking of Phoenix like this. If you get Lonzo, get Jello. Get Mellow. <laughs> For Phoenix. Okay. For Phoenix. Okay. For Phoenix. On the fact that I'm not trying to just go in there and play. I'm trying to build a dynasty. Okay, so you're going to the worst team in the, the West. The worst team. They can't do nothing but go up. Okay. But they got to listen and let's go play our way. My boys is winners, man. <laughs> okay. And like I said, the Lakers turn them into losers. Okay, but there it is. The <laughs> Lakers turn them into losers. Now, the last time we saw LiAngelo oh. Ball, he was playing for the L.A. Ballers in that made-for-league-by-the-ball family. They had a four-game season. Can you imagine a season only lasts four games? And LiAngelo Ball, get this, averaged 51 points a game, shooting 21% from three-point land. His brother, <laughs> his teammate, LaMelo, averaged 40 points a game, shooting 13% three-point shooting. Now, he's still at some academy. Uh, LiAngelo Ball is uh, shooting hoops in his home uh, basket. But he just heard there from LaVar, <laughs> if the Phoenix Suns, because they have nowhere to go but up, right. if they bring in Lonzo, Jello, and Mello, boom, championship, done. It's a dynasty. Dynasty. So not a championship. Yeah, yeah he, dynasty. You know what? He, it's funny with, <laughs> with LaVar, right? Yeah. He says these outlandish things. The guy actually, I mean, like he's a genius marketer, right? Like he he's he knows. Well, I don't know how that uh, brand is working these days, right? I don't know about the shoes, but just the marketing. As, yeah. As far as getting his sons out, of, every the whole world knows who his family is, right? Right. They know who the sons are. The guys aren't that good at basketball, though. No, no. We, great- we knew that from the get go. When UCLA signed, when you the reason that Lonzo Ball ended up at UCLA, everyone knew how great Lonzo Ball was. They had to take the brothers as well. Yeah. That was the deal. Leangelo Ball is not a Division I basketball player. He just wasn't. I mean, he was a, a two, three-star recruit. Right. The middle brother. Right. You know, and as we saw, you know, he didn't even get invited to a, a G League camp. Right. I mean, no NBA team is interested remotely in even looking at Leangelo Ball. Now, the kid, LaMelo who is playing at some academy, this essentially would be a senior of high school, he's considered to have a little more talent, but we don't know about that as well. But here's the bottom line. The reason this is happening is that the camp of LeBron is not happy right now. And they want the Lakers to adhere to their demands, not wishes, demands. Where is that star Next to LeBron. Where is he? Right. You haven't delivered yet, and you better deliver. Because if you don't, that's going to hurt our guy. Right. Doesn't help LeBron James when you've been to the NBA Finals eight years in a row and conceivably miss the playoffs entirely? Well, you saw the statement that LeBron put out about uh, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have anything left to prove. Did you see that? It was like, I think it's maybe. A well, day ago, two days ago? He doesn't accept to Laker fans. And he see, doesn't. But the Laker fans do not give a crap what you did in Cleveland and Miami. I, you will I be agree. judged solely as a Laker. I agree. But if he's going on the record saying that, how how much credence do you put into that? Into him saying I put that? a lot into it. Yeah. Because I thought that from the get-go. The only reason he's a Laker is for his life after basketball. I even said from day one, how committed is he? Right. And understanding that this is not the Cleveland Cavaliers. This isn't the Miami Heat. This is the Los Angeles Lakers. Basketball royalty. 
Right. And unless you deliver a championship, F. That's what the <laughs> Laker fans will give you. Yeah. An F. Mm. So that would be his legacy in L.A. if he never wins a championship. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's what's trending right now. Brian is all over it. LeVar Ball is trending. LeVar Ball, I, I almost feel guilty. It's like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it's so good. I've missed it. I really have. It's, bad, it's bad reality TV that it, you, it, you still end up watching, right? Right. The, right. the best was the whole Phoenix dynasty with his three sons. <laughs> that, that, to me, is the ultimate. And the fact that the Lakers have made Lonzo a loser. We feel so bad for watching it, but we love it at the exactly. same time. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> a cluster of top 25 college basketball games are in progress. Fifth-ranked Kentucky up 51-40 against Mississippi State, under 13 minutes to play. Number nine, Michigan State holding a 24-14 edge against Minnesota there in the first half. 17th-ranked Iowa State. Trailing TCU 19-15 first half, also in the opening period. Number 21 LSU down by 14, 26-12 to Auburn. In games complete, North Carolina, the number eight team in the land, went into overtime against Miami. Top of the circle for Brooks, then left side. The ball finds White off to Williams for three. Straight on and good. Danny Williams. North Carolina Radio Network, the Heels win it in OT, 88-85. 7th-ranked Michigan State winners against Wisconsin, 61-52. Clemson upsets 11th-ranked Virginia Tech, 59-51. And number 13, Kansas, 84-72 winners against Oklahoma State. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Clippers have waived Michael Beasley. Of course, he was part of the Clips-Lakers trade earlier this week, and Paul Casey leads at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He is 12 under overall. In the third round, and is two under through ten holes today, Jordan Spieth is one shot back. We'll be back with Steve Hartman and Kerry Rhodes in a moment, but first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Let's go back to Steve Hartman and Kerry Rhodes. Thank you very much, Brian. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% or more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game is coming up. Why, why is the game so late? I mean, we're already two-thirds of the way through the season, and we're right. finally getting to the All-Star game. Um, as you know, uh, the All-Star game will be next Sunday, yep. uh, the 17th. And for the second consecutive year, they've had this deal where the top vote-getters on both the Western and Eastern Conference get to choose the players that they want on their team instead of just a pure Western Conference versus the Eastern Conference uh, championship. Yeah. My, my, my whole thinking on this, when you start going gimmicky on your all-star game, your all-star game's dead. Um, this is gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because Kevin Durant, for the second straight year by LeBron, was the number one pick. Right. And Durant said, well, what is he supposed to do? 
<laughs> I saw that. <laughs> okay. So, what? I mean, is the NBA All-Star game of any interest to you? No, I don't watch the actual game. For me, I never. I, I yes, I did. In, in like the the late nine late nineties, that two thousand early early nineties to two thousands. Like for me, it was like really exciting to watch the All Star. Well, game. you're like, a kid, that's why. You're a kid, you want to yeah. see, you want to sure. see the guys, and you want to see your, your your favorite players play the game, right? Now I don't watch it. Obviously, the draft is kind of it's 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 cool. It's different. It's something that gets a buzz, especially now in the social media social media era now where. Everything is made such a big deal. Like, who gets picked first and who gets picked last is a big deal. Like, that's something that guys want to know. It's their thing. Do I care? No. But I do think what it really, what what really is going on right now is the fact that they're abandoning the East and the West thing. I think that that's going to, in in a couple of years, they're going to make it where it's a sixteen, uh, a top sixteen C thing where the East and the West is going to merge in the playoffs. And it's not going to be the it's not going to be the East and West anymore. It's going to be the top sixteen seeds overall, and I think that's what they're trying to get to. Right uh, now, the Pro Bowl did this for a couple of years, and they abandoned it. Remember, they had the Hall of Famers picking regardless. They didn't have a separate NFC AFC picks. Right. They just had an all inclusive. They did it for a couple of years. They abandoned, it, and now they went back to the way they had yeah. it before with the NFC and AFC separate. Yeah. I, again, the the All Star games, everything else. The problem again is, I mean, you can you can gimmick it all you want on how the teams are selected, yeah. But the actual product on the court, when you, it's like a globetrotters game. I mean, you, you got guys running up the field. There's no whistles. There's nothing traveling. You throw the ball up uncontested. It's not even a game. Yeah. Why can't Why can't we have? When I was a kid, and this is back in the Stone Age, <laughs> when I was in eighth grade. My greatest hero, without question, was Jerry, Jerry West. West. Mm-hmm. And I was a Laker fan, diehard. I'd been to a couple of Laker fan games already. Everything, to me, was Jerry West. And the All-Star Game, 1972. Okay, getting old. 1972 was at the Forum. Lakers were the host team. Tie game. 110-110, not 178-180. to Wasn't that, you know, Tie game, 110-110. Jerry's got the ball, goes up for the shot at the buzzer, boom, he hits it. The logo. And it meant something. <laughs> it actually meant something. It was a real game with the greatest players in the league involved in a real game. Is that asking so much of the stars of this league? Really, is it asking so much with all the money they make and everything else that they can't give us a legitimate game? With the best players in the world. Yeah. That's what I want to say. I want a legitimate game. The best players against the best players in this league playing like it is a game that matters. Now, that is something I would watch. Yeah, those lineups that are in that East, in that All-Star game, if they actually played a, a real game against real each other, game. that would be interesting. For sure. But to get those guys, and really what's, what's a glorified week off, it's a week off. Like, you're telling these guys to go out, put it all on the line. Like the guys did back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, you are. Yeah, it's not even gonna, it's even not when happen. Michael Jordan and Magic and Bird were playing in all-star games, they put it on the line. That's not going to happen. Why it's, not? Is that asking so much of these players today? Absolutely. It is. This is the fans game. Is yeah. that what your way of, tuh, tuh. Right. That's what I say to you NBA fans. Tuh, give me your money. <laughs> it, it, it was a, th- a three-point game last year. I mean, I yeah, know but it was that high was a scoring. Man, that was, but it was a manufacturer. Here's what they do. 
basically, they just clown around until the very end of the game, try to keep the game close, and then maybe the last possession, let's play for real. That's not a real game. No, no, no. You don't get to 148-145 by goofing around the whole time. Come on. Did you see the complete defense breakdown? No. When, when you have guys going in for uncontested dunks, literally dribbling the uh, length of the court, come on. That's you ever see a, a Rockets game. game that happens all the time? Okay, well, then the league's got major problems. <laughs> they got a lot of problems right now. The ratings have gone south yeah. in this league with a bunch of guys standing at a three-point line, bricking up one after another. Do you want to see – do you like the uh... – the events at the All-Star game, and not the actual game, the three-point, the slam dunk, do you, do you the, get... The slam dunk has gotten tired. I mean, yeah. really tired. You know, when you have the same guy trying the same dunk five times in a row, and then, uh, although they put a kibosh on that, didn't they, at some point? Yeah, it's a limit. Yeah, there's a limit yeah. on how many times you can try the same. I don't know. How many different dunks can you I think come up a, with? I think it's a time limit, actually. The best dunk yeah. contest ever was when Spud Webb won it when he was 5'6". That was a good one. That was phenomenal. Was I mean, you go back to the Dominic Wilkin days, Mike, uh, Jordan, Michael Jordan, yeah. obviously. Go back to the original ABA when he got Julius Irvin against David Thompson. Now we're talking dunks. Right. Who was your Who's your best dunker of all time? Dominic. Dominic. Oh yeah. I got to go. The with Human that. Highlight film was unbelievable. We are. He was trying to have him on next week. I would love oh, to get Dominic are, Wilkins on the show. We are definitely looking at this time slot. Yep. And uh, and hopefully that can happen. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, I've read many people saying he was the most overrated player. He certainly wasn't the most overrated talent. Like, he wasn't a great defender. Nobody cared about that. You know, he was what he was. He was a scoring machine. Yes, he was. And yeah. he was a human highlight film. He, Unbelievable. He was a great one. Uh, one of the best. But I, I, I still have to go with Vince Carter. That's Carter's the best, that's good. The best uh, of all time. I, I, I definitely have him in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it was interesting. One thing I did like about the All-Star game this year, first time they've ever done this, is they added a roster spot on both sides for Dwayne Wade yes. and Dirk Nowitzki. Perfect. All-Star games are about all-stars. Those are two first-ballot Hall of Famers, both been finals, MVPs, yep. champions, yep. complete resumes. Yep. Some people say, well, why doesn't Vince Carter? No, Vince Carter is not Dirk Nowitzki or Dwayne Wade. Nope. He's still playing, which is amazing, but yeah. no, that's not the same Kai. Where, where you, were you guys on Rudy Gobert crying <laughs> over the uh, oh, yeah. All-Star game? Well, I, you know, the worst part for Rudy was is the fact that even if he were to get added to the game as like an injury replacement, he wouldn't get the million-dollar bonus. He wouldn't. It was, wow. only, it was only if he was an original selectee to the game. I, you know what? I'm actually a fan of him showing his true emotions because yeah. – uh, I think right now we we live in a society where it's so like the the toxic masculinity is so it's it's such a big thing that when a guy can actually show his true feelings and show how he really feels about anything in life, man, I'm all I'm all for it. So would you have taken him over Lamarcus Aldridge or Carl Anthony Towns? Carl Anthony Towns, possibly. Not Lamarcus. I mean, those Aldridge. are the two guys yeah. essentially that were picked ahead of him. Carl Anthony Towns, possibly. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is a, is a better overall player, but. Rudy Gobert is a, a, a very, very integral piece to that team. But well, he, defensive he, player of the year, obviously. Yeah, and he's, he's just not a, a, a polished scorer like him, but he's, his, his significance on that team was a big thing. Still has yet to make an all-star team. Yeah. It's tough. One thing I do like about the NBA, they haven't expanded the rosters. In other words, you got five starters, you got seven guys on the bench. Yeah. None of this, Let's like baseball, let's get 50 guys in there, or the Pro Bowl, 100 guys in the Pro Bowl. Uh, by the way, speaking of the NFL, I'm going to switch gears again because, well, I got Kerry here. We were in deep discussion a week ago at this time about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. And who was going to get in and who wasn't. 
Carrie's got some reactions coming up next. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin, Kerry Rhodes. We've got great news. Quick way, an easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to geico.com. See how much you could save. Well, this time last week... Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Committee was sitting down trying to figure out the class of 2019. They emerged from that with three guys that we knew were going to be first ballot guys, and that, of course, was Tony Gonzalez, Ed Reed, and Champ Bailey. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the senior candidate, Johnny Robinson, got in. The two contributor candidates, Pat Boland, Gil Brandt, got in. So, essentially, there were two spots left. Okay, there were two spots left, and we were doing all this speculation on who they could be. And as it turned out, simply because of Kerry Rhodes on the broadcast at this time last week, they chose two <laughs> Kerry Rhodes teammates from yes. his days with the Jets, Kevin yes. Mawai and Ty Law. Yes. How does that feel to have two te- Are you going to go? I mean, you got two teammates. Yeah, I'll probably go. I mean, I talked to Ty. Ty was ecstatic, obviously. I mean, it's, it's, it's a guy that really deserved it, really good player, really smart player. Just, just an, a really good guy too. So he deserved it. Then Kevin Mawai, he didn't, he didn't make it his first time, but got in the second time, second go around, and very emotional. I talked to him as well. I mean, he's right now with the Arizona State um, uh, coaching staff out there with Herm Edwards coaching out there. But just two really class guys and really good guys to look up to as a as a young player for myself. So I'm really, really, really excited for those guys. Well, believe it or not, as far as how many years both of those guys have been eligible. It was their fifth year of eligibility for both Ty Law and Kevin Mawai. And by the way, they had both moving up the charts. And if you you do pay attention to the voting, it really should have come a no surprise. Mawai was selected over the other three offensive linemen. Again, a center over the two guards, Steve Hutchinson and uh, Alan Fanica. And then, of course, the great Tony Baselli only played seven years at tackle. And then Ty Law... We knew this. We talked about this last week. Yeah. If you have Champ Bailey as a first ballot guy. He, he has to go in with him. He has the same numbers. <laughs> he actually has one more interception, a few more yards. Obviously, he's got the three rings with New England, but they bypassed the two safeties and Steve Atwater and John Lynch in favor of uh, Ty Law. And I'm sure that was the discussion in the room. Like, if we're going to let Champ in, and yeah. I and remember, his, I think Ty was, Ty was one of the longest uh, discussions, He was the right? longest, the discussion. longest discussion. So. Yeah. I'm sure they brought up the fact that he won, and then in, in the yards, and I mean the guy had, I mean the numbers were too too comparable to not have have him in. Yeah, uh, bypassed again the coaches, Don Coriel and Tom Flores, and and I talked to a lot of people from the Hall of Fame about that, including our own Alex Marvez, and he said there's a movement afoot. They, they got to separate the coach, just like they did with the contributors. They created a contributor category. You you can't when there's so many players, yeah, such a backlog of players. Steve Atwater should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago, and maybe he will be. But, I mean, putting the coaches in with players, it just doesn't make any sense. They have to separate the coaches. Uh, and there's a movement afoot, thankfully, for the Coriels, the Floreses, the Jimmy Johnsons, the uh, right. you know a lot of coaches that are deserving a, a look at the Hall of Fame. So that would be a good movement. Speaking of Hall of Fames, next week uh, with the, uh, the NBA All-Star Game, they will announce the finalists for induction into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And 
This has been such a source of frustration for me over the years. The Naismith Hall of Fame is not the NBA Hall of Fame. There is no such thing as the NBA Hall of Fame. I like when I hear NBA Hall of Famer. There's no such thing. Right. The Basketball Hall of Fame is for everyone. Women, international players, they even induct teams. I mean, it's just sort of this hodgepodge. But here's my frustration. There is a separate Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. There is a separate College Basketball Hall of Fame. There's a separate FIFA International Basketball Hall of Fame. There's no NBA Hall of Fame. So I was thinking about this, talking about the other day. If we were to start an NBA Hall of Fame day one, I would have a 10-player class. Maybe coaches on the side, but 10-player class. Here are the first 10 players in the NBA Hall of Fame. Drum roll. No drum roll. The two most significant pioneers, George Mikan and Bob Cousy. Mm. That's two. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. Boom. There's your first 10. And then I might stay with a 10-person class for a couple of years until you play a little catch-up. Next class would have the Elgin Baylors and the Pettits and, you know, Carl Malone's guys like that. But this is ridiculous. Having a basketball Hall of Fame where you have a Vivian Stringer standing next to Michael Jordan, as they were back in the day. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's if I guess by the rules, like you said, it's not an NBA when it's uh it's the the basketball Hall of Fame. Right? So yeah, I mean, that's Vivian Stringer's a, a very, very, very in, uh, influential person. Do you know the there's many yeah. there are as many coaches in the basketball Hall of Fame as there are players? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that in the Hall of Football or Baseball Hall of Fame? We have as many managers or coaches as there are players. Yes. But in the Basketball Hall of Fame, apparently the coaches do everything. <laughs> players don't do anything. They're just pawns out there for these great coaches. They keep throwing into the Hall of Fame. Right. I don't know. You know me. I get all worked up about the Hall of Fame and everything else. Let it go. Breathe, uh, breathe Steve. Breathe, <laughs> breathe, Steve. <laughs> all right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios going to be a very interesting offseason for the National Football League. What's going to make it different? We're going to tell you coming up. Rolling through a beautiful Saturday. That's what we do right here. It is Hartman and Rhodes coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We've been talking about this uh, offseason for the NFL with a new twist, and that is the introduction of the Alliance of American Football, which begins today. And, you know, Kerry, honestly, I've been caught up in it all week in San Diego because San Diego has a team, the San Diego Fleet. So, you know, we've been talking Super Bowl and everything else, and I'm like, oh, that's right, this minor league. But there are little – we talked a little bit earlier about some of the rules in this league. How about the players themselves? There are some recognizable players in this league. Starting with Trent Richardson, formerly the third overall pick in the draft. He's 28 years old. His NFL career was an absolute disaster, but he's playing with the Birmingham Iron. Now, Kerry, I was talking about, well, how much are these players making? Right. This is what they're giving each of these players to sign up with this league. The average salary, it's a 10-game season. $75,000. That's the average salary for 10 games. On top of that, they will get state-of-the-industry health insurance and an education stipend 
if they complete a year in the league. So that if they didn't finish their college degree, which a lot of these guys obviously don't, they will give you a stipend if you have a couple of years in this league that even if you don't go to the NFL, you can have money in the bank to help finish your college degree and then move on to the next phase of your life. Right. So that they've made it pretty pretty attractive for guys that obviously are hoping to get that one last shot at the big time. Yeah, it's pretty attractive for it. For a number of reasons, one, I mean, obviously the 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 money. Like I'm sure a lot of those guys, if if they're out of the league and they're still relatively young, they don't have uh, a, a salary that's going to give them that right now. Right. So the money from for that ten aspect, weeks, for ten weeks, yes, an immediate amount of cash is there. Right. So that's there. The 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 college stipend thing is is a really good thing as well because if those guys don't make it back to the league after this league and. And they say this league is not for them after this one year. They have uh, something else to fall back on. As and you know as well as I do how few NFL players actually have their college degree. 100%. Yes. Very few. That is it. correct. And uh, the the last thing with this league is. And by the it, way, it, insurance as well? Insurance as well. That's 100% true. But yeah. the other thing with this as well that you've just talked about before is the regions. Trenton Richardson playing for the Birmingham Iron is going to be a big draw. So I don't know, like, if there's going to be things where he can get marketing stuff or, um, you know, I don't know what they can do with that stuff. But him being in that Birmingham former area. Former Alabama star. Former Alabama star. People are going to go see him play. So those things will be fun as well. By the way, uh, speaking about marketing a league like this. And, again, this is an extension of the NFL. So this is – they're going to have games on the CBS Sports Network. NFL Network is carrying 19 of these games. And think about from a scouting standpoint, there's only eight teams in the league, which means there are four games each week. Right. Well, NFL can easily get a scout at four different games every week for 10 weeks. So they get to scout all these games, look at all this talent while you're trying to figure out what we're going to do in free agency, who are we keeping, who are we trying to go after. Oh, and yeah, we're getting ready for the NFL's draft as well. So this league is not going anywhere. I promise you that. Okay. This is a fully invested thing for the NFL. And then on top of that, they have other things about making it very fan friendly. The tickets for these games are twenty bucks. Yeah, and obviously concession and parking will be very fam afford a uh, family affordable. Right. The other thing they want to experiment with is the gambling aspect. So the NFL knows that there is potentially billions and billions of dollars. They can be made on legalized gambling now that all 50 states are allowed to have sports uh, betting. There are now nine states that have already incorporated uh, full-fledged legalized gambling operations. Yeah. Although I heard New Jersey lost their butts on the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was pounding New England. Right. You know who didn't lose, though? What state did not lose? The state that still has by far the most money, Nevada. You know why they, <laughs> they didn't lose? Because even though most money was coming in on New England— it was also coming in on the over. over yeah. Remember we were all talking about the over was the safe bet? Right. Yeah, and it was way under. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what they're talking about from a gambling aspect, if you go to the games, there's some kind of app that you can have, yeah. and they're not going to play for money in the beginning. They're just going to see how this all works, but you can earn points. Yeah. They could go to merchandise or stuff along those lines. Right. But it's sort of that first step to see how you can get people engaged that are actually going to the games. Because ultimately, Kerry, the NFL has to be concerned. You know, here in Inglewood, they're going to have this new monstrosity coming up in 2020. Right. 
But why am I actually going to the game? Why why am I going to spend all that money for seats, parking, concessions, when I can spend a fraction of that for a hundred inch high def television <laughs> with no walk to the no line to the bathroom, no line to the fridge? What's going to get me out to the games? Yeah, you've got to bring more, and that's what they're going to try to do with this gambling aspect. I don't know exactly one hundred percent how it's going to work, but I know it's something that they're going to experiment with, with this AAF. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. The, the gambling part of it in in stadium will be, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know well, how that's going to Well, what you work. would do is you you could do it sort of like like prop bets. Yep. All right, so right. you could almost be betting. I mean, you can bet on anything at any time, but let's sure. say, you know, you know, score at the end of the first quarter, all these different yes. things. Yeah. And again, they're not going to do it for money in the beginning. They'll do it where you pick up points, and then you can cash in your points for merchandise, whatever. Um, the other thing is players are going to get bonuses based on their marketing commitments to their own teams. That's right. yeah. Got it. So in, in some ways, you have – this is one that a lot of players are always complaining about is that they want to be more invested in their teams. Mm-hmm. Well, this is one way to be more invested in their teams where if I go out and I, I help market my team, there's something in it for me. Right. Which would obviously, if you, you know, you're trying to just, you know, eke out a living here. Yeah. Again, being paid 75000 bucks for 10 weeks of work ain't a bad deal. Not bad. No, not at all. You know, I mean, I think most people listening right now say, heck, I would love to have a job where I get <laughs> 75000 bucks for 10 weeks of work. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, it's, it's not a short of money. I, I think uh, that that gambling thing is it's, – it's, um, Yeah, I can see you thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm really – like it's, it's turned my – like the wheels are turning in right. my head. Because it's uh, – yes, it would be fun to have like this in-hand – this handheld thing where in the game, like I'm with my buddy at the game and we're like – Let's let's bet this. You want, want to sure. bet this play? Sure, absolutely. Thing. But you have the alcohol aspect. That's that's at okay. Well, play we're not putting well. money on it yet. You're just trying to pick up some points. <laughs> yeah, you know? so I'm thinking about it's, yeah. like, it's like a credit card where you're piling up some points and you get through a catalog and win something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's going to be. It, but eventually, it's going to get there. Exactly. Because there's just way too much money available. Right. Way too much money available. Yeah, it is crazy. But, I mean, this is the thing about the Alliance of American Football. So, when we talk about the NFL offseason, this is the biggest story in the NFL offseason. How will this developmental league, whatever you want to call it, last chance league. I mean, some of the other players out there. Zach Stacy, the running back, former running back from the Rams. Christian Hackenberg. You know, he's another guy out there. And then uh, Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson is in this league. Aaron Murray. Remember the quarterback Aaron Murray, Scooby Wright. Remember what a superstar he was at the University of Arizona. Had some injuries. You know he'll be playing for the Arizona Hot Shots. Denard Robinson is the Michigan guy, right? The quarterback. Denard Robinson yes. absolutely became yeah. like a running back. Yeah. Uh, punters, kickers. Yeah. Brad Wing, former LSU star. He's going to be in this league. We're always looking for uh, uh, who is your favorite all-time Charger kicker? That's uh, wrong way shoe. What's his name? <laughs> Young Way Koo. Wrong, wrong, wrong Way Shoe is what I used to call him. Well, uh, you should hear what I call Nate Kading. Nate Kading, back in the day, yes. I played against that guy. Yeah, oh. he did. He missed three <laughs> field goals against you guys. That's why you won the game. Yeah, we remember that. Back in your day with the Jets. You, Greatest Jet of all did, time, did, did Nate you, did, did you give him a, a, a playoff check for that game? We'll keep that on the wraps. We'll keep that on the wraps. <laughs> he, he earned it that day. So – 
this does change the dynamic of the offseason for the NFL because you know how as we over in the weeks ahead, obviously, we're going to be talking about NFL free agency. And, and by the way, speaking of NFL free agency, there's some big names that could be on the market. Did you hear the rumor that the Jacksonville may cut loose Jalen Ramsey? I've heard that and and Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette. Mm. Like they've they've they basically put a warning call to those two guys. Will be a disaster, but yeah, they they could. They're, they could be on the market. Jalen Ramsey, a year ago, he's like the, the number one corner in the league. Now and, he could be uh, a f- and, and he still is. He just played in decline. It's just his, his mouth. But it, you, you're messing with a guy down there in Jacksonville and Tom Coughlin that doesn't play. So right. I could see that happening, but it'll be a mistake as far as the Leonard talent goes. Leonard though, they, were, they, they just don't think he has a, a commitment. He didn't come in in shape. Mm. And... You know, when you're a franchise running back, you need to be ready to go. Well, I mean, there's got to be a way to light the fire under him. Well, get him on board because if you if you get rid of a guy like that, he's going to go to the next place motivated. He will be a monster. You so, think he will? Yes, he will. Yes. So if you get rid of that guy, just know that the next team he goes to, he's going to be lit for a couple of years. All right. Yeah. So okay. All right. So <laughs> so anyway, it's going to be a very interesting off season. Uh, in the National Football League. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, we don't have to go off-season with the NBA. We are definitely in season. Where do we go from here? We're two-thirds the way through, and the trade deadline has come and gone. Anthony Davis, where is he going to end up? We'll have all the answers coming up next. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin, Kerry Rhodes. Then we were looking at the AAF schedule. All the games will either be shown on the CBS Sports Network, uh, TNT's got games, NFL Network, Bleacher Report Live, uh, and then the first two games today, which will be 8 o'clock on the East Coast, 5 o'clock on the West Coast, Atlanta at Orlando, San Diego at San Antonio, uh, will kick off on I'll, CBS. I'll only watch the TNT game if the TNT crew's doing the game, though. Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith. And I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> right. I mean, they're doing everything else. But, yeah, I mean, I see, I, I swear, I know you, Kerry. You had no idea about this league, and now all of a sudden, in, in just a couple of hours – You've gone from complete ignorance on this league yeah. to like now you're no, my you're, face is lighting up. You're lighting up like I'm up. thinking about. It. I'm like I'm actually going to tune in and see what's going on. I want to see what all the fuss is about. Again, I'm not excited, <laughs> but I'm curious. I'm right. not excited, but I'm curious. Now, if they play well and they get entertainment, then I might get excited. Right now, I'm just on the curious level. Yeah, I know my boy. My a couple of my boys are coaching the league. I know Mike Vick is coaching the Atlanta. He's the uh, offensive coordinator at the uh, for the, the Atlanta team and. So I know, I mean, uh, my my old defensive coordinator from the Jets, uh, Donnie Henderson's coaching one of the teams. So I mean, I I I know if, I know a few guys in there. Yeah. Um. The big headline today in the NBA. Um. Well, there were a couple of headlines. Can we get back to that Anthony Davis booze again? If you and you fire up that John Ramos because this was like the headline story. Headlines. Pelicans fans boo. Untraded Davis. Okay, that's on NBA.com. And I'm like, if you hear this, is this really booze? Okay, no, 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 no. Because when you think, I mean, we've heard booze in an arena, right? Booze. Booze. This was the introduction of Anthony Davis last night at the Pelicans game. And that forward, I mean, I, I, I maybe a couple of boos. You know what I'm talking about, right? Boo! I mean, we hear boo like LeBron when he returned to Cleveland when he went to Miami. That was boos. You want demonstrative boos. You want you want it to really. You want that real feeling, right? You want that like we hate you. You want that boo, right? That boo. Yeah, that one. Okay. You know, I, I wanted to get into this whole uh, idea about the danger area the NBA is getting into right now. And to me, it's at the feet of Adam Silver. Adam Silver has been really quiet through this entire process of Anthony Davis making it publicly known he wants out now and his agent making it clear that don't bother trading him anywhere but the Lakers because ultimately that's where he's going to end up. I mean, this is beyond tampering. I mean, you are... You are creating an atmosphere where, again, 
You want to be able to give the players a certain level of latitude, Kerry. Absolutely. But not at the expense of your franchises. If you're going to create an atmosphere where the players are all going to say, look, I'm going to be in L.A., I'm going to be in New York, I'm going to be where I can market myself, I have no interest in these other franchises, then you might as well just eliminate those franchises. Again, as a league, as a business. Yeah. You're only as good as your weakest link. Right. And this is creating a big dilemma for these secondary market teams where agents or players can just go public and say, yeah, I'm out of here. Get rid of me now. Right. That is putting your your league at danger. It is. When you, and when you made that point earlier, I was like, I, I actually was on board with it because I'm one and a firm believer in the player needs – some kind of power in this situation, right? Right. So I am a I am a believer in that. But when you made the point of the smaller franchises losing losing their their key players and pretty much essentially going in the tank because you're not going to have the money or the resources to keep that team running. So from a business standpoint, from an NBA standpoint, there is something that there is something said about being able to to to, to maintain some kind of power organization organizationally to keep those players there. Well, look what they were. New Orleans was going to sit Anthony Davis for the rest of the year. Yeah. Until the NBA said, uh, no, <laughs> we'll fine you 100000 a game. Right. If you do that. Right. But that a team should be in a position yeah. where they, they would even think about benching their star player because he went public that I want out of here. Yeah. When he still has, he's not even a free agent until a year and a half from now. Yeah, that's the hard thing about it because if you yeah, have a, so he's under contract for next season with yeah, the Pelicans. That's that's the interesting tidbit. Yeah, for sure. Like it, when you have a guy for me, like if I had a guy that didn't want to play and, and said that, I could see the 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 advantage or the viewpoint of the Pelicans and wanting to sit that guy. I mean, it, if if he's not going to be committed to the team and not committed to winning and committed to this organization moving forward, let's. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, but let's get back to the agent situation. Yeah. How this all went down. How this even happened. Because up until about a month ago, Anthony Davis seemed perfectly happy in New Orleans. He had said publicly he was committed to bringing a championship to this city. Remember last year they made some noise in the playoffs. This year a disappointing start. But he never, ever indicated any dissatisfaction of being a New Orleans Pelican. But his agent is LeBron's agent. And LeBron's agent is looking at the landscape of the Lakers, which seems so great, you know, in the beginning. All right, so Lakers, and they were they were sitting at the four seed. LeBron right. gets hurt. This may be a good idea to, you know, give a little showcase to the players. And the team goes into the tank. And all of a sudden, the agent's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not a championship team. Mm-hmm. And he's suddenly looking at the offseason free agency landscape and saying, wow, we may not get Kawhi Leonard or Clay Thompson or Jimmy Butler or any of these other free agents, but we can get Anthony Davis, and he happens to be my client. Right. So the next thing we know, Anthony Davis, who's never given a hint of dissatisfaction in New Orleans, suddenly comes out, I want out now. And by the way, the agent says, yeah, and he better be a Laker. <laughs> now, I give the Pelicans all the credit in the world. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know who really told them, stand your ground, was 
Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich, yes. With the Spurs. Because remember, this was the whole Kawhi Leonard situation. And ultimately, what did the Spurs do? They made what was the best trade for the Spurs. Right. They right. got uh, DeMar DeRozan. They were able to get quality in return for Kawhi Leonard. So he was the guy that told the Pelicans, stand your ground, man. Why would you? Sh- you're going to ship him off for what? Kuzma? Ingram? Are you crazy? <laughs> Wait till July 1st. Let's see what Boston can come up with. Let's yeah. see what the Clippers can come up. There's other teams out there that might come up with a better package for you. But, you know, I think it's interesting. You, you bring up the the agent part of of this whole deal because I think I think agents have a have a strong say, but I think players players are the are the ones that really ultimately drive everything, right? So, and I think they sometimes flip flop. Like Anthony Davis did say, like I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving New Orleans. I'm I'm happy here. But right. things happen through. through Throughout a season, throughout his, the rest of their career, where you're like, okay, those things I said here, but I, I don't really, I don't really stand by those anymore. I mean, look at Kyrie Irving. The beginning of the year, he said, Boston, I'm, I'm here, I'm signing with you guys. This, this is a done deal. Now he's saying, uh, well, let's, let's wait to July and let's see what happens. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not married to anybody yet. This isn't a done deal. So I think players change their mind. It, it, as much as agents have a play, especially this agent, Rich Paul with LeBron, these guys, I think the players ultimately are the guys that make that decision. All right. So remember this about Anthony Davis as well. So he said he wouldn't sign an extension. With Boston, right? The Supermax contract. Supermax contract that they, I mean, again, he is under contract through next season. So the Supermax deal is for $235 million guaranteed over five years. That is $46 million a year. $47 million a year on average. All right. So <laughs> if I'm Anthony Davis... And by the way, I'm not going to get that from anybody else. Right. No one will be able to offer me more than what I can get from New Orleans. So you you survive the rest of this year. You're still under contract. And before New Orleans starts, you know, waving around to Boston, the Clippers, Lakers, whoever, I'm reminding him one more time. Here is a fully guaranteed five-year, $235 million contract 47 million a year yep if somebody pulled push that in front of you 47 million a year guaranteed 235 million mm-hmm. do you really care about anything beyond that first and foremost i'm going to pick up the sheet like i'm doing right now you guys yeah. can't see this but i'm picking up a sheet right now i'm looking right. at it I'm looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. and it says how much again? Forty-seven per year, two hundred thirty-five million guaranteed. Forty-seven per year, two hundred thirty-five guaranteed. Yes. Um, I'm shaking as I read it, <laughs> as I hold this right now. It's shaking. Yeah. The paper's gonna shake. I'm gonna. It's. I'm. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's. A and lot by to the think way, about. no one can pay you more than that. Nobody can pay you more. You will not make more than that as a Laker or anybody else. All right. I'm but just. I'm just. I'm gonna just give me. I'm gonna give. Before we <laughs> trade you. I'm going to throw that at you one more time. 
Yeah, Dang. you got you gotta you gotta you gotta see if you can change his mind for sure. But I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like his mind is made up, so All we'll right. see. All right, we'll try that one <laughs> more time. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So let's find out what's trending right now. now. Brian is one of those guys that would push away that two hundred and thirty five million guaranteed. Money means nothing to you, I understand. No, not at all. It's yeah. just about working hard and getting that education. Yeah, oh, and playing <laughs> where you wanna play, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Well, they're speaking of money, uh Probably a lot of betting going on with all the college basketball as we speak. Number five, Kentucky in a tight one today versus Mississippi State. Seven to shoot. Washington has the ball knocked away. Hero chases it down. Three to shoot. Launches a three. Bullseye! Michigan, excuse me, uh, Kentucky Radio Network hero, the ultimate buzzkill for the Bulldogs, thwarting uh, Michigan, St- Michigan State's, I'm watching the game as I'm saying this, Mississippi State's 19-1 second half run as the Wildcats survive 71-67. Other notable finals, seventh-ranked Michigan takes a win against 19th-ranked Wisconsin, 61-52. Eighth-ranked North Carolina gets past Miami, 88-85 in overtime. 11th-ranked Virginia Tech loses to Clemson, 51, excuse me, 59-51. In games going on now, here is Michigan State, the number number nine team in the land, trouncing Minnesota 61-35, under 12 minutes to play in that one. 10th-ranked Marquette with a 30-26 halftime lead over 14th-ranked Villanova. 21st LSU with a five-point lead, 55-51, against Auburn in the second half. And TCU is taking care of business against 17th-ranked Iowa State, 63-47 inside 12 minutes remaining. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more car, more confident car buying experience. And according to ESPN, Robert Whitaker will not participate in UFC 234 tonight because of a hernia in his abdomen. He was scheduled to face Kevlin Gastelum. We'll be back with Kerry Rhodes and Steve Hartman in a moment, but first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back to Kerry Rhodes and Steve Hartman. I know, Brian, this Michigan State game is very... Uh... Well, they, they, they keep showing Magic Johnson, so I keep looking down and then looking up and I They're keep doing a reunion, him. a yeah. 40-year reunion of their 1979 championship team uh that magic of course beat larry bird in yep. indiana state in the final yep. and uh so yeah magic is there at michigan state and they're responding with a big blowout win against minnesota all right uh brian as you always thanks so much uh we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios easy to save 15 percent or more in car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier all right i'm gonna throw you guys a curveball right now and i stress Curveball, as in baseball. Next week, <laughs> pitchers and catchers. But it's not about spring training. Rules changes. Now, if you're a baseball fan, a real baseball fan, where where is baseball on your priority list of sports, Kerry? It's I don't watch baseball until the until the postseason. Okay, so baseball yeah. is not high priority. No. John Ramos, are you still a baseball fan? I am, Steve. That is my number one sport. Okay. I love baseball. Gavin, are you a baseball guy? Absolutely. Okay, so this is these are a couple of things that we could see change this season. 
So they're ta- they're in the middle of their collective bargaining agreement. So Major League Baseball is talking to the Players Association about some very dramatic changes. Now, a couple of things that will not happen immediately is the universal DH. Yeah. By the way, is there any level of baseball that does not use the DH other than the National League? College, high school, everyone has the DH. Right. National League is the last holdout. Old timers still swear by the National League way. Well, that's not going to change this year. The biggest concern for baseball is the length of the games. Right. Too long. So they've offered a couple of pretty dramatic changes that apparently the Players Association are listening to. You ready for these? First of all, a pitch clock. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. And what happens if the pitcher doesn't deliver in 20 seconds? Ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, automatic ball. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about a strict clock, like you have a shot clock, you got a play clock, you will see a pitch clock. Mm-mm. Pitcher will see it. Get that pitch off. 20 seconds or an automatic ball will be called. But here's the most dramatic. Think about this one for a second. You ready for this? One of the biggest problems in the length of games are the constant pitching changes. So you know how it is. Start the inning off, you got a right-handed Pitcher going against a right-handed hitter. He gets the guy. Next thing you know, here comes the manager to the mound. Right. Bring in the lefty. Lefty versus lefty. He gets the hit. Walks back out to the mound. Bring in the righty. Back and forth, back and forth. The Major League Baseball proposal is a three-batter minimum during an inning. So, in other words, let's say you bring in a pitcher. With one out in an inning. Mm -hmm. He comes in. He's got to pitch to three batters unless the inning ends. So the three-batter minimum ends. Doesn't carry over to the next inning. But during that inning, it's a three-batter minimum. Now, the potential problem with this is, all right, let's say you bring in a pitcher. Bases are loaded. You got a three-run lead. So you bring in the righty versus the righty. There's one out. Base hit. Two-run score. Still one out. Now the lefty's up. Got to keep him in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But this is actually a proposal that is being considered right now. Three batter minimum during an inning. Now, it doesn't carry over to the next inning. So that doesn't mean you have to face three batters, but in an inning, yeah. So what it does is that you almost have to think ahead. All right, they got right in pinch it. So is this the kind of stuff that spells desperation from baseball? Because the biggest criticism is the games are too long. Yeah, it's desperation. I think you when you get into breaking rhythms of pitchers and 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 messing with the the the, the manager's ability to counteract and, 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 and use their mm-hmm. and use use that stuff in the game. That's I mean it's using their strategy, that's part of the game. Like that's been part of the game for years, and you get a pitcher out of his comfort zone, and you have him looking at the clock, and have him worried about how much time he has left. He's already worried about too much already to have that added pressure from a shot clock. Of course, you could always <laughs> have this situation also. So let's say you have a pitcher out there, and the manager tells him, "Look, all right, here's the deal. I know we got this three three uh, batter minimum, right? But if you give up a base hit, grab your arm immediately. You know what I mean? Base hit. Ah!" 
I got my arm. <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? He's hurt. I got to take him out of the game. I have no choice. Of course, if you bring in the next pitcher, he gets up and hurt. Ah, jeep the elbow. No, they'll start finding them then, Steve. They'll, yeah, you know <laughs> they'll the find NFL, a way. You know the way. you know what Major League Baseball could do. All right, that's fine. If your guy gets hurt, he will be placed on the ten day DL immediately. Right. Yep. I mean, if he's legitimately hurt, right. I mean, there's no big deal. You would have put him on there anyway, right? Right. So there's ways to counter that. Yeah. By the way, the other thing that we count down at the start of the baseball season is the two biggest uh, named free agents still have no job. Still haven't signed, yeah. You know the Washington Nationals offered Bryce Harper a 10-year, $300 million extension, and his agent, Scott Boris, turned it down saying, please, get real with that offer. <laughs> he hasn't been offered anywhere near that kind of money since. And he won't. He won't. So he was offered 10 yeah. years, $300 million to stay with the Nationals. What happens if Boris comes back to the Nationals and say, hey, is that offer still on the table? They go, what did we offer? Right. What was it? Two, mm. was it two, two, I think I think the two, four, 200, maybe 200. <laughs> right. I mean, how, much, how much latitude did you give your agent? It was so it's, it's a funny story about that. I was, uh, so I ended up signing the, the highest contract for safety at that time. Right. And uh, I remember. I mean, I was a little kid from from Birmingham, Alabama. I didn't know what, what how much money I could get. Right, so I'm sitting there, my rookie deal is about to be done, and uh, the and and my agent sends me an offer like oh, they just offered you, uh, you know, 15 million guaranteed. I mean, you just you know, it's it's pretty cool, but it's not what you it's not what you can get. I'm like, you better sign that deal right now. <laughs> 15? What? I, I'm on my rookie contract, right? right. He's like, Gary, trust me, just trust you, okay. trust me. I'm like. Okay, Todd, if you mess this up, this is over for you, okay? Just right, so right, you know, right, but right. I'm trusting you. Come back. It's 18. I'm like, sign it. Let's yes. sign it. Mm-hmm. It's done. He's yeah. like, Kerry, we can get more. Get more. I'm like, Todd. Did he tell you what your leverage was? Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, just going off of previous contracts in my play. Right. And where I was. I was a you know, Pro Bowl alternate. Sure. Numerous years, back-to-back, whatever. It's like, you're deserving of this. I'm like, okay, whatever. I am sweating. I'm at home like, if he messes up, if he botches this deal, that's going to be a problem. Right. But anyway, the Jets came back and ended up being like over 20, and it was a, and I ended up signing the deal for over 20 as a, a no guarantee. All right, so in your so agent worked, you it, trust. And so it worked out. It worked out with mine. But you know there are others that have, yes, I do. have <laughs> suffered a bad fate. Yes, I do. And right now, Bryce yeah. Harper could be suffering a really bad fate yeah. if he doesn't get that $300 million that was guaranteed him by his existing team, the Washington Nationals. Yep. All right. So you're ready next week to break down pitchers and catchers and everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quickly though, what what is it what is it that is not appealing for you to watch baseball until the games actually matter? No, I I do. I mean, the thing about baseball for me, I played it as a kid. I I know the game. I I'm a fan of the game. Right. It's just it's a lot of game. It's a lot of game. It's a, it's not even about the length of the game for me. It's just a lot of games that for me seem meaningless cuz it's so it's just so many. And how many games? I mean, some of the games in the pennant comes down to a few games, but how many times does that happen? Not not that often. Well, and the, and the other thing now, as far as baseball is concerned, the fact that there is no clock has really always been the appealing thing about baseball. Unlike other sports where there's a clock, when the game's over, like there's no chance of coming back. That's what they mean, no chance of coming back. It's never the case in baseball. As far fetched as it seems, we've seen miraculous comebacks. Based on one fact, there is no clock in baseball. Right. right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, where ultimately 
will Anthony Davis end up? And who ultimately will be that superstar that's going to end up with LeBron James? We're going to answer both those questions coming up next. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. We're reminded that it's no longer the disabled list. <laughs> Did you hear that? They changed it to injury list. Injury list. Injury list. Yes. All right. Disabled is uh, PC wrong. You understand that? That's how that works. Oh, as we head down the stretch here for us, I want to thank the crew today. Um, John Ramos. Uh, or is uh, he's referred to in the Jason McIntyre show as the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> Always good being you. I was going to say, when's the last time you were referred to as the new guy? 1992. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, he's, he's, I wouldn't say the old guy. He's a familiar face. But John, it's good to familiar see Familiar face. Good I job. Like Thanks, So Steve. John Ramos on the board. Uh, of course, Brian is doing the uh, updates today. And uh, Brian... Uh, admitting that it's not about the money. He did. Yeah, it's all about the it's education, right, It's guys? all about the education. About the education, yeah, about wink, the wink. work. Yes. Yep. Uh, Brian, great job as always. Uh, we have our intern, Calvin, from Syracuse. Uh, some people already say he's the next Marv Albert, Bob Costas, some of the other <laughs> Syracuse legends. Uh, and Calvin is going to be that someday. And then, of course, there's Gavin. Gavin, our producer, who did a little redirection today with our one and only guest that we ever have on this show. <laughs> he was going to retire him, and we thought, no, give us Marvez one more time. But that's that's the power of Gavin. Well, he can undo a wrong. You quickly. both kind of sold me on the AAF today. And, of I, course, I, yes. I'm looking at the gambling today. Right? Yeah. And San Diego Fleet. Right. Underdogs. Five-point underdogs to the San Antonio. How do you even set odds on a game in which they've never actually played a game? (laughs) I was about to say the same thing. How about the over-under of 43-and-a-half? That is just unbelievable. We haven't seen a single play in the history of this game. We don't even know that this league is. That's when you know, I hate to use the word degenerate, but you're a degenerate. If you're gambling on games on teams (laughs) who have never actually played a game. You heard him? I'm just thinking about it. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Reading the breakdown of some of these, it's about the coaches. They're going, oh, well, Steve Spurrier. Oh, sure. You know what he did back in South Carolina. Yeah, we also know what he did with the Redskins. Yeah. (laughs) We do. Yeah. A lot of these coaches, by the way, are coaching this league because they aren't being hired by the NFL. You know, Mike Singletary. You know, Mike Martz. I mean, a lot of these, these guys were fired from the NFL, put to pasture, you know, and they're getting another opportunity. My old buddy Rick Neuheisel out there. Yep. You know, he goes from the commentator seat back to coaching. Good for Rick. I've known Rick for 100 years. So, I'm But you spend a lot of time it. in San Diego. Do you feel that the fleet are prepared for their game? <laughs> I have no idea what the fleet are. <laughs> I literally, I met the general manager on Thursday, and uh, Bowler's his last name. He's been around the NFL for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, we had no. We became the flagship of the San Diego Fleet on Thursday. We made the big announcement. Overnight sensation. Overnight, Overnight sensation. Overnight sensation. So, uh, like I said, I'm not excited. I'm curious. I'm just curious. So we'll see if it's uh, it's worth the time. But uh, the uh, the uh, AAF will launch today, today, five o'clock, with two games, and then uh, two games tomorrow. 
Yeah, I won't watch today, but um, I, I'll try. To, I'll try to catch the one tomorrow. So yes, today I'm reserved for the, that Duke Virginia game. So, all right, predictions, predictions. Anthony Davis, where will he ultimately end up, and who will be that superstar that's going to be hooking up with LeBron James? So, really projecting to next season. Carrie, which team will end up with Anthony Davis? <sighs> I, the Lakers. The Lakers will win. The I, Lakers will win out. I think out. the Lakers will win out. Just well, then I guess that answers both questions. What's so that next superstar with LeBron James is going to be Anthony Davis. Be AD. They're, they're going to make that happen. How about it, Gavin? Do you believe that uh, that that superstar ultimately will be Anthony Davis with LeBron James? Yes, in 2020. In 2020. I, I think the next trade deadline. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna hope that he doesn't pull a Paul George. Oh yeah, and and he's not going to. They don't even have. They're not even a legit oh, franchise. They're about to go to again. Seattle. Forty-seven million a year. Forty-seven million a year is what he can make staying in Orlando. John Ramos, any thoughts on this? I like Davis coming to Lakers uh, at next year. I also like Clay Thompson. Uh, at the end of this season. Well, I but you're not you don't have. Ah, you fit him in. Ah, you never know. You find a way. You'll fit him in somewhere. (laughs) Knowing his father well, he ain't taking any discount. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) There is no discount uh, for Clay Thompson. (laughs) He's not going to do. I'm coming home. By the way, I heard this the other day. I've known Clay since he's 14 years old when his father and I started working together. Yeah. And Michael was talking the other day that he went over to Clay's house and they had a chef. Preparing the meal. I'm like, really? Your son has a chef? Yeah. He goes, well, actually, only on meals before a game type of deal. Yeah. A chef? Yeah, absolutely. It's the key to the dynasty. I had a chef. I had a chef, too. Did you chef. have a chef? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got you to gotta eat You got to eat good to play good. I have a chef. It always comes in a paper bag. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.